0: Welcome to the Fight Shed Podcast, a podcast that recaps the best of both the MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previews the biggest combat sports events for the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shed Podcast. I'm Daniel, and as always, my co-host, Alan Kirk. Hello, hello. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. We took a week off, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For your birthday. Your your birthday was that important. You took a week off.
1: Well, yeah. 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 I was (laughs) like, hey, you know, I'm 45 years old now, so. 45, huh? Well, seventh anniversary. Seventh anniversary of 45. (laughs) Oh. So, 52.
0: 52, huh? Yeah.
1: That's not too bad. I right? don't think that's bad. I'm so surprised when I'm looking at some people, some actors and actresses that are like at 94, 96. I'm like holy to bully amazing. Yeah. amazing. What's the
0: secret of becoming 96 years old? I feel
1: like I, th- I feel like they eat bacon in the morning and have yeah. a cocktail at night. It seems and, like and that works for a them. Or yeah, a, a,
0: a cigar or something. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How was your birthday?
1: Oh, it was good. It was good. Uh, uh, went back to Dallas and. Uh, Celebrated Friday night, and then Saturday we went to a pinball festival with my buddies mm-hmm. in, in Frisco, Texas, and did that. And then my father in law actually, his birthday was on a Sunday, so we cooked out for him fajitas. He was turning 80 years old. So. Oh, wow. Well,
0: happy birthday to yeah. your father in law. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. What did you do last weekend? Um,
0: same old, same old. Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. I cut the grass a couple of weeks ago, so okay. that, that uh, the 25th cut the grass um and pretty much just hung out with the family work out in the yard okay. um but man i don't think i would do anything i go to flea markets on saturday i have a boring life oh my god but i enjoy my boring yeah lives. and that's okay yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: my weekend was busy daniel yeah, my week one was busy. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, WrestleMania. Oh yeah, I saw that two nights in a row. Yeah, uh, we had no UFC, and I think it's because Dana and Vince have mutual respect, and they when they have big pay per views, they try not to uh, kind of counterdict each other mm-hmm. and correspond to each other. And little did we know, it was foreshadowing. Yeah. for some news later, we'll talk about. Yeah. But I had that, and then in the middle of that on Sunday, I went to my first ever pinball tournament oh pinball tournament how does that work out yeah so uh, points well we have a we have a local arcade open now it's called glitches arcade yeah and they have a bunch of pinball machines and i and i walked in just going to play and next thing you know they go we have a tournament and i've never played in a tournament and i was like what uh oh! I was worried. I, I was nervous and everything. But what they did is they pick out five machines. Yeah. Uh, specifically, Stern pinball machines, and they have a little QR code on each corner of it that they actually use your phone and it keeps the score. You play three games on each of the machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do it based on you know the highest score versus the worst score. Seven points being the highest you'll yeah. get, and, and one, uh, being the worst. Uh, I ended up third. Wow. Now, I'd like to tell you there's 100 players. Yeah. There was not. There were seven. That's not bad at all. But Uh -uh. I told everyone... I just don't want to be last.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just happy you're not. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I uh a little shout out to Glitches Arcade, man. It was a blast. They're gonna do it every uh last Sunday of the month. A tournament it's three bucks in.
0: Is there a lot of people that go there? It was how about on Sunday? Was there a lot of people on Sunday?
1: Sunday it wasn't busy because San Angelo has a rodeo in town. Yeah, yeah. And they were okay with that because they had never done a tournament. So mm. they didn't they were just trying They're to get good. the glitches out and stuff like that. But the
0: glitches, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a spot now, I guess. That's your favorite spot now. That
1: is my favorite spot. So, yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Had had all that. And then, of course, Saturday night we had a couple boxing matches. Well, maybe one boxing match and the other one seemed like it was expedition, but we'll talk about it later. But, yeah, so it was an eventful weekend for me.
0: No, definitely. Let's go ahead and just jump on um, some recaps from boxing events that we did. Uh, you know, have couple couple weeks ago. Um, let's just go ahead and jump back over to um, the 25th, where we had Jose Ramirez versus Richard Comey in a in a WBC light well to um title eliminator Saturday night um, that was from Fresno, California. Um, man, Jose Ramirez, we always know what he's going to bring to the table. Yes. And Richard Comey is a big power hitter. He um, is. But he's coming off a couple
1: losses, I believe. Yeah, you know, Ramirez, he started off hot, man. I mean, he came out firing all cylinders. I thought he finished strong, too, in a crowd that was definitely on his side. Uh, and just uh, – Given Comey some problems all, all fight. The fight
0: went a little bit longer than I think uh, we all expected. It went into the 11th round also. Absolutely.
1: And, boy, I tell you, that shot to the body in the 11th was, was just devastating to him.
0: Yeah, followed that by an uppercut and a left hook to the head. Jose Ramirez is back on track. I think he's the one. Remember, he lost... Uh, Couple fights ago to Josh Taylor. Yes. And uh, back on track to it's a title eliminator. I think Josh Taylor is maybe moving up in weight or or I don't know what's going on with him. I know he has a fight a couple of weeks from now, uh, maybe a month or so now. Um, but what do you think's next for Jose Ramirez?
1: Well, he's 29 and 1 and he's got 19 KOs. I thought it was a great win, but I don't know where he goes from here because he hastily abandoned a mandatory shot with Regis Porgross.
0: Mm hmm. Um, right now, uh, he's ranked number two. Uh, like you said, Regis Prograce is ranked number one as a number one contender and Josh Taylor the champion. Um, man, if I guess Jose Ramirez doesn't want to fight Regis Grace, he either has to move up or you know fight uh, Josh Taylor if Josh Taylor is still interested and get a rematch of that.
1: Yeah, I think it's a winning game. Uh, all eyes are on Josh Taylor to see exactly what he does next in his boxing career.
0: Well, you know who's new to this uh, division. There's another guy coming up. How about Teofimo Lopez?
1: Ooh, wow. He's going to put that division on notice, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Wow, I don't think... Uh, I mean, R- Ramirez has fought now 30 fights. I mean, technically, he has the experience to fight Lopez, but that's going to be a tough night out for Ramirez.
0: All right, how about Richard Comey?
1: Comey's on a losing streak.
0: He is. He I is. mean, he's in
1: pretty much every fight and he's game for every fight but i don't know where to put him i i you know i i don't want to say he's a gatekeeper but i don't think he's in line for any you know future title fights either
0: yeah richard comey he is coming off of his um you know he hasn't won a fight in the last five fights he has uh one win three losses and one draw so, and those losses come against Jose Ramirez, a draw against Jose Pedraza, a loss versus, versus Vasiliy Lomachenko, and a loss versus Teofimo Lopez.
1: Okay, but he's fighting super elite, super elite, right?
0: I mean, I guess you can't fault him for that. No, but still, I mean, this is a boxing, uh, this is boxing, right? We we have a we have a short term, I guess not memory, but short term. We don't have a tolerance, as you know. Once you lose three fights, you're just like. You're you're sailing in the wind, I guess. Yeah,
1: you're you're in the desert right now. You know what are we going to do with him? And he's you know he's ranked seventh uh, in the WBO. Yeah, I, I don't think he's ever fought Sandor Martin. That would probably be an interesting fight.
0: Yeah, that's. But I think Sandor Martin would win that. One. I think so too. All right, next up on the card that's that that Saturday night on the March 25th, we had David Benavides versus Caleb Plant in a super middleweight division clash.
1: Man, I'll tell you, uh, Ben Divas started a little slow in this one.
0: He sure did. I mean, uh you, both of them are dangerous, right? And in both yeah. of, Caleb Plant was always looking dangerous, always probably just barely missing yes. every single round. You know, they were still they're going back and forth, but towards the end, um, you
1: know, I think, you know, Caleb Plant really kinda gassed out towards the end. He did. You could tell that Plant was holding his own, but Ben and was just a better boxer on this night. David Benavides
0: does uh, end up with a win by decision, unanimous decision, 111-117, 112-116, and 113-115. David Benavides, he's now on track to maybe get a title shot. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the thing is that what does Canelo want?
1: Well, he came out and said after the fight, I have a lot of respect for Canelo Alvarez. But he has to give me the shot now. That's what everyone wants to see. Let's get in the ring in September, Ben and Divas said. He added that he does not think Canelo is avoiding him, but he's just got a lot of options. The Canelo has a
0: lot of options? Yes. I mean, yeah, of course he does. I think right now, I think we're looking at a rematch with Bevel and Canelo Alvarez.
1: And that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, for, for David Benavides, right? And unfortunate for the division because yes. we're holding up the division and. I think that if there was this, this was any other fighter, they would have already stripped him in maybe one or two titles.
1: Absolutely. They, they absolutely would have stripped him. You know, and the other reason why it's unfortunate is it wasn't a close fight, Canelo versus Bevel. So now we're going to rematch and then watch another probably not a close match. I mean, Bevel, Bevel won handily, and I think Canelo needs to lick his wounds, say, hey, mad respect to you, Bevel. I'm going to stay in my division and defend my belts that I currently have.
0: Well, I mean, we're still uh, we're already counting on chickens before they hatch. But the thing is that Canelo does have a fight this coming May against John Ryder in Mexico um, for that same division. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with those belts. But 99 percent sure that he's going to win this fight. And what's next going to is it going to be Beville in the in fall or is it going to be David Benavides? Which one do you think is going to attract more uh,
1: viewers? That's a good question. Uh, probably Bevel, but it shouldn't. I mean, it, it. Again, not 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 a close fight. So um, I would love. I would rather and love to see the Beneditus fight. What would you rather
0: see? Um, I would rather see the ben, benedivis fight okay. for the boxing culture. Okay. Right. That's yep. that's what I would like to see.
1: Yep. Very well said.
0: All right. Well, that brings us to this past weekend's boxing events where we had Z. Ramirez versus Isaac D'Aube, Um Live from Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Hard Break Rock Cafe. This was a featherweight division clash.
1: Yeah, so this fight was largely one where Ramirez was able to use his experience and mastery of distance to keep off the left hands of Dogbo. And I'll tell you, Dogbo... He, his name lives up to him. He is always a dog in a fight.
0: Isaac um, Dalby's always been one of my favorite fighters. I mean, ever since um he won the title, but he lost against Emmanuel Navarrete a couple yep. times. And then that's... I've always been very excited to see him fight. But I think that one thing that really, I guess, prohibits him is his reach, his height, right? His, yeah. his lack of. And where I think that's where, like you said, Rob C did use um that to his advantage. C. Ramirez does end up with a win, 118-109, 119-108, 109, and 117-110, all in favor of Robsy Ramirez. Um, kind of a one-sided win if you look at the scorecard, but Isaac, da- Isaac Dobby, like like you say, he's always a dog in the ring.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This was actually for the WBO featherweight title. Um, I'll tell you. This is a tough road for Ramirez. When I'm looking at what should be next for him, um, you'd normally want him to fight another champion, but I don't believe he has the experience to fight the other champs. I mean, Ramirez, I think is 13 and one now.
0: That's right. He's 13 and one with seven KOs. I mean, does he have the power to go up into um, that championship division um, to 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 go with? So he did win the the WBO featherweight title. So who's the
1: other? Here's the problem. Is he going to fight the IBF Lopez who's 27 and 2? Is he going to fight the WBC champion Vargas who's 36 and 1 or the WBA champion Laura who's 26 and 2? They all have at least double the experience, if not triple experience. I don't see where it is smart for him to go and fight another champion at this point.
0: I know and then the names go go on and on. I'm about Lee Wood. We got a Josh Warrington. Yep. we got Kiko Martinez. Um, uh, uh, Mark Magayo. I mean, that uh, this is, uh, Brandon Figueroa. But I found one
1: name. Okay, I found one name Michael Conn. How did you know? That <laughs> just saw it. He's Eight. eighteen and one.
0: Yeah, yeah, eighteen and one. Um, I don't know. I think Michael Conan looks bigger than Rob Robert C Ramirez. So I, I think he, Michael Conlon, comes out a, a, a winner in that fight.
1: You know, if I if I'm playing uh, uh, hypothetical promoter for mirrors, I don't know what I'd tell him. I don't cuz he's anxious. I'm sure he's like I'll take on the world and I want to say slow down. Slow down. I don't know if I want you to take on this murder's row right now. So I don't know where to put him right yeah. now in the in line to you know, for uh, defending his belt, what do you, what do you think he should do? If you were the promoter, what would you do?
0: Um, no, I mean, I think you just go ahead and roll the dice. I mean, see who's next. I mean, with, uh, the lesser of all the evils, and okay, go go up.
1: S- so let's do that. Let's 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 play that hypothetical game of the other champions: Lopez, Vargas, and Laura. Who should he fight for?
0: I think he just won his title, so uh, I think that would probably be one fight I would choose. Yeah, okay, to, Lo- to unify.
1: Okay, Lopez. He 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 beats him. Mm-hmm. Does he fight Vargas next or Laura?
0: Hey, you know what? Ray Vargas didn't look too great in his last fight, and but the Ray Vargas was moving up in weight when this last fight. Okay, but he didn't look great. He looked kind of you know dated. Okay, and so maybe that's something another maybe
1: possible for Z Ramirez. Okay, and then lastly, Laura is the top top of this mountain in this division. No, I think, I think
0: he that that, that, uh, that trip stops there with Marisolada I mean I because think so I too. think he's Marisolada is just a beast too.
1: Yeah, well, there's definitely uh, a litany of really elite fighters in this division right. that he can pick from.
0: All right, well, that brings us to um a, our Saturday morning fight from this on april 1st it was live from o- the o2 arena in london anthony joshua versus jermaine franklin in a heavyweight division
1: clash a heavyweight matchup turns into a sparring contest in the end right i mean and and literally at the end right at the end of the
0: at the final bell they were still fighting um between each other
1: i I don't know what to say. I, I looked up when we first started this podcast, Daniel. Mm-hmm. We started it in May. We've been doing it for almost two years. And I remember being the rookie boxing novelist. And you explained to me that Joshua is clearly the number one heavyweight in this division. You said he's better than Usyk. He's better than Fury. He's better than Wilder. And I've got to be honest with you. I have never seen it yet. I haven't seen it since either. <laughs> Who is this guy? Like I am, I am so disappointed and confused by Anthony Joshua at this point.
0: I mean, from some accounts, I mean, AJ fought like he was afraid to get uh, countered by Franklin. I mean, he was afraid of the what I guess if you call power that Franklin may have in his right hands. Um, he was afraid of that. I mean, it, that just kind of there was always clinching. There was a lot of clinching, a lot of leaning going around going on in that uh, fight. I mean, it was just an ugly fight.
1: Here's what I wrote down as I thought about this. Um, I think those two losses to Usyk, where he gave up halfway through the first one, has smoked his fight mental game up. I mean, I think he is mentally not there. I know that old Joshua is not fighting fighting this way. The old Joshua used to attack. The new Joshua is fighting not to lose. Yeah. I just think that what I saw on Saturday night or early Sunday morning, was a glorified sparring workout? Well, I, mean, I just do.
0: I think Joshua just really working out his jabs and you know clinching. I mean that's, but I mean, if we look back to other fights with Tyson Fury, that's almost a, a Tyson fury Fury's fight where he makes it ugly and clinches and you know tries to wrestle a little bit with you. We we complain if it's Joshua, but not if it was if it was Fury.
1: You're comparing Joshua's style Styles. on Saturday night yeah. to Fury's style. Yeah, go, the I clinching. No way. Yeah, uh,
0: there was a lot of clinching going on. It was really ugly. Um but then again, we're fighting against uh, a Franklin who fought against Dillian White. Every, a lot of people think that he won that fight yeah. against Dillian White. Against Dillian White, right? So if he was struggling to win against Dillian White, AJ should have took this guy out.
1: Right. Based based on what we thought of him two years ago, he should have taken him out in the third round. This guy isn't even ranked in the top ten. And I have looked at the top ten. I don't oh, yeah. think I don't think Joshua beats anybody in the top ten at this point, the way he has looked in the last two years for me.
0: Well, Joshua does win by unanimous decision. 118-111, 117-111, and 117-111 over Jermaine Franklin. Well, you said it. There's probably nobody that in the top ten that you think that Joshua could handle. Do you? Um, I mean, let's look at the top ten. I, th- I think, man, I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. I can't. You I know, just, here's the thing. I'm, the-
1: I'm coming in hot on you t- tonight only because I'm just so frustrated and disappointed at a what I'm, for me, I believe Joshua can be an elite, still an elite heavyweight, and he is just mentally checked out for me. He is just going through the motions, and it's disappointing to see a premier athlete like that be in this stage of his career.
0: Um, especially if he's gonna fight scared and secure safety first. Yeah. I mean, that's just not gonna win it. win a fight win it, in this division. I mean, do you think he goes? He beats Joseph Parker?
1: No, I know. I don't think he beats. How About Frank Sanchez. He's not beating Sanchez. I don't know. No. How about Dillian White? He's not beating Dillian White. No.
0: Andy Ruiz Jr.,
1: I think Ruiz Jr. mops him up. I do. Um, man, and then we got Deontay Wilder. That's a big no. How about Joe Joyce, he said, "You better not even look this way." That's what he said to who? To to Joshua. Don't even. You don't want any of this smoke. Who said that? Joe Joyce.
0: Oh, man! I, if I were Joe Joyce, I would take that. I would take in a heartbeat.
1: He, that'd be a big payday. Yeah. For him. That and, uh, would be the And
0: then that would that would be the catapult of, you know, to say, Hey, we got someone new in the division to take the
1: What time. a name on your resume, right? What a name. And here's this here's the thing about it. After the fight, what does Joshua do? He goes, I'm calling out Fury. <laughs> we need to uh, make this final before we both get old. I'm like, Really? Bad idea. And then turns around and goes, uh so Wilder's been putting my name in his mouth, I'll take him too. Right, just, I don't know what happened. I don't crazy. know what's
0: going on. I mean, at one time, Josh was the humble heavyweight giant, the the adonis of the division. He
1: he was respectful. He let his hands talk for him. He didn't have to talk on the yeah. mic. And now he has gone off the deep end, just talking all kinds of those right. noise to anybody that listen.
0: And I don't know. We'll probably never see Anthony Joshua the way he was um, when he was on his prime, in the prime, the elite oh, champion. And, uh, in the heavyweight division.
1: And I hope you're wrong. I really do because I do want to see a fighting champion in Joshua again.
0: All right. Well, that wraps up our last couple of weeks of boxing. I mean, there was so much boxing. Yes. I mean, there was some that we didn't even get to. I mean, we did have the return of Sinisa, um, uh, Sinisa Estrada. Um, and Unifying. You know, unifying the titles. Yes. You know, one of the, the
1: best women's boxers right now in, in uh, all of boxing. And she actually has one more title to go. Uh, Yokosada Vale uh, mm-hmm. is the one that has the IBF and WBO, and I'm hoping that they will lock horns here in the near future.
0: Again, that wraps up our big week, couple weeks of boxing. Um, and now, kicking off our Saturday preview, we have John Akmedelia versus Marlon Topless in a super bantamweight division clash.
1: This is at 122 pounds, Stephen Fulton and Marjoran Akhmadiliev is our current champions. Now, this is for the IBF Junior Featherweight and WBA Super Bantamweight title. Now, Marjoran MJ Akhmadiliev is 28 years old, 11-0 and 0 with eight KOs. He is currently ranked fourth in this division. His last fight was a win by TKO, June of last year, and he debuted in 2018. Now, Marlon Miranda Lynn, Nightmare, Topolis, is 31 years old, 36-3, and three with 19 KOs. He is currently ranked 5th in this division. His win was by KO in the second round, May of last year, and he debuted in 2008. Now, Akhmadiliev is a minus 400, and Topolis is a plus 280.
0: Akhmadiliev is from Uzbekistan. He stands at 5'5", with a 67-inch reach. He fights out of the Southpaw fight stance and now has a 72% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Ronnie Rios, Jose Velasquez, and Daniel Roman. Marlon Tablas is from the Philippines. He stands at 5'4", with a 65 inch reach. He fights out of the southpaw fight stance. He now has a 52% knockout rate, with notable wins against Jose Estrada, Eden Salsana, and Roberto Castaneda. Notable losses come against Rosuki
1: Awasa, and David Sanchez. Is it a walk in the park? I don't believe it's a walk in the park. I I, I look at the stats, and the glaring stat to me is that Topolise has tripled the experience. He is 36-3, and three and Akhmadelyev only has Eleven. 11 fights. And I normally drink that grape undefeated Kool-Aid, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going with experience. I like experience. Give me Tompolis by decision.
0: Oh, wow. An IBF. WBA super bantamweight champion twice, how, two times,
1: two belts. How, how do you get in two divisions with only eleven fights? <laughs> like, you beat the best. You just went straight to the best. You just must not uh, have been very so, good divisions,
0: or or they or just what? they just picked them out. They did a Marlon Taples and they said, "Here, fight the champion, get this over with." And
1: then, so, have you seen Akma Delia fight? Uh, fight? I have not. I have seen him fight. Is he is he um, as good as his two belts?
0: Um, you know what, he I think he is good as his two belts. I mean, but still, you're right. I mean, his experience really, he's kind of really green, I, you know. What's that, green behind the ears or whatever? Green behind the ears. Wet behind the ears. Wet behind the wet ears. Behind the ears. Um, but, I mean, he did, he did fight Ronnie Rios. I mean, that was a really good fight. He won by TKO and then Jose Velasquez, a unanimous decision win. I mean, I, and, you know, he won uh, against Daniel Roman, which was, he was 27-2. He was so Jose Velasquez was 29 and 6 talking about experience and Rossek Awasa, who the, it's a common opponent,
1: opponent um have uh, knocked him out and he was 27 and 3 I hear what you're saying but I got to believe that Topoli says look my experience if if I've got to you know be you know uh my style is to I don't know out you know, skill him because I've had I've seen more opponents. I mean, I just got to believe that experience is for something. But you're giving me stats that say something different. So who are you going with, sir? I'm going for uh, Akhmediliev by TKO in one in round, fifth round. Okay, get him out of there. Okay. And this is,
0: again, I don't know if we mentioned it, but this is, is going to be live from the, the Tech Port Arena in San Antonio, Texas, this Saturday, April 8th. Um, you know who's the co-main event of this card? I do not. We have a hometown hero. Okay. Bam Jesse Rodriguez versus Christian Gonzalez for the WBO vacant title. That will be fun. Are
1: we going to jump in a car and go to San Antonio? It's Let's three hours.
0: It. I know. just three hours. Yes. It's a flyweight division clash. Bam. Um, Bam, Jesse Rodriguez is uh, 17-0, going against uh, Hernandez, who is 15-1. And, again, I mean, hometown hero fighting in his hometown.
1: Yeah, and this is all going to take place on the the Zone app if you have it.
0: All right. Well, next up on the card, next up for this next Saturday, April 8th, we do have the return of Shakur Stevenson versus Suchikario Yoshino in a – lightweight division clash live, live from New, Newark, New Jersey um, this Saturday from the Prudential Center.
1: This is at 135 pounds. Devin Haney and Gervonta Tank Davis are our other champs. This is an eliminator for the WBO lightweight championship. Now, Shakur Stevenson is 25 years old, 19-0 with nine KOs. He is currently ranked first in this division. His last fight was a win by decision, September of last year, and he debuted in 2017. Now, Shakuro Yoshino is 31 years old, 16-0, with 12 KOs. He is currently ranked 7th in his division. His last fight was a win by KO in the 6th round, November of last year, and he debuted in 2016. Now, Stevenson is a minus 1600, and Yoshino is a plus 820. Shakur Stevenson is from Newark New Jersey
0: he stands at 5'8 with a 68 inch reach he fights out of the southpaw fight stance notable he now has a 47% knockout rate notable wins come against Robinson Conceição Oscar Valdez and Jermel Herring he has no losses Sushi Cario, Yoshino is from Japan. He stands at 5'9". With 67 inch reach, he fights out of the orthodox fight stance. He now has a 75% knockout rate, with notable wins against mysayuki Ito and a Shuma Nakazato. He also has no losses. So, are we gonna go for the undefeated Japanese fighter that's 30, what, a plus 3100? What'd you say? Press
1: 1800? He is a plus 820. Eight twenty. Oh, that's not he as is, bad as I thought. Yeah, it was. he is an unde- undefeated Kool-Aid guy that we normally go with, but uh, thirty one years old. But the problem is, is he's fighting another undefeated great Kool-Aid guy in Stevenson. And we know what Stevens Stevenson's capable of.
0: That kinda blows my mind. He's thirty one years old, sixteen and oh, whereas Stevenson's twenty five years old, nineteen and 0 mm-hmm.
1: And it looks like he was fighting mostly over in the far east, right? Yeah, that's he's right. He's coming over here. Um, I don't think I I, I think the oddsmakers Makers have it clearly right. I'm taking Stevenson by decision.
0: No, I also like Shakur Stevenson, but I'm gonna go ahead and um I'm gonna go ahead and say he's gonna get a decision win also. Okay.
1: Well, two good matchups. I'm I'm excited for both these matchups this weekend.
0: And also on the same card, we have the return of Keyshawn Davis, another up and comer in the division, in the lightweight division, coming up against Anthony Egit, who is a veteran in that division, twenty six and two, and so Davis again trying to make a name for himself. You know, getting you know really good chance to fight uh, one of the uh, bigger names in that division.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so it is going to be a big weekend this week for uh, boxing. Uh, two big shows, um, one live from San Antonio, Texas. Yes. And the other one from New York, New Jersey. Um, you know, what do you think about Shakur Stevenson? He's going to
1: be back. He's This
0: is a new division for him.
1: He came out and said last year he's the best in the world. So I'm assuming the <laughs> best in the world is going to perform just like that. And I don't think he's going to have a problem in this new division, at least at least not in this fight. <laughs>
0: All right, well, that wraps up our preview for this Saturday, April
1: 8th. And now on to our boxing news and notes. Dimitri Bevel, my goal is unification fights this year. I've been telling my team I want to fight Auteur Betterbeev next. Bevel, who is and 21-0 with 11 KOs, told the ring through manager Valdem, my goal is to unify the belts this year. Now, Beevil may have a fight lineup already in place versus Jamie Mogia and there is talks about a fall fight with Canelo. So, do you think we're going to see a unification fight in this division this year? Um in this
0: division, a unification.
1: So and he's he's got a fight this this summer Beavle. possibly. No, no. Yeah, Bevel. Mm-hmm. This summer with Mugia. Mm, possibly. Possibly? Yeah. He's possibly got a money fight, is what I call it, with Canelo in the fall. Well, somewhere in December, we're going to see him fighting Better beef
0: Better beef, right? I mean, no, I don't think so. I don't think we'll get a, not this year. And we will probably, you know what? If, um, I, we may never get this, this uh, unification. Why do you say that? I mean, because what we want to see is Bevo versus Better Beef. Right? Yes. Well, Better Beef is not getting younger, right? No. And Bevo, I mean, he is young, but I mean, Canelo's coming after him, right? And he's, he's going to try it one more time, I'm pretty sure.
1: And what if this time
0: he does win?
1: As bad as Canelo's looked in the last year, his name is still Canelo Alvarez, okay? Right. And when he puts his mind to it, things happen. And if he beats Bevel, guess what? There's going to be a rematch. Right. And at that point, like you said, Bevel's not getting any younger. Yeah, and Better Beef had a really good
0: fight against His last time he went, he got nice, nice gash to, yeah. to show for it, too. And, you know, so um, I just I don't know if we'll ever see this fight. It's going to be almost a Pacquiao and um, a Mayweather kind of thing.
1: This fight is probably second, is only second behind in all of boxing behind the Earl Spence Jr. Crawford fight. Like, these are the two matchups I want to see. And I don't know if I'm getting either of them ever. Do you think? Um,
0: I think we will get the Spence and Crawford. Okay. And I think rumors have it maybe June 17th. Wow. Maybe. From Las Vegas. But um, maybe, hopefully, yeah. But that's that's one that we, yeah. we we do want. Well, I mean, do you remember Amir Khan? He hasn't fought since February of 2022, where he lost to Kelbrook. Barely remember him. Well, he was at one time one of the the bigger names in boxing in, in his own division. Um, but it looks like if he does co- want to come back to boxing, he'll have to wait two years. Because the UK anti-doping um, agency has officially suspended him for two years due to one of the tests for his February 2022 loss against Kelbrook.
1: Ugh, that is disappointing.
0: That's almost a year later.
1: Yeah, that's very disappointing. And yeah. a little suspect a little late, isn't it? So Dante Wilder on Canelo Benedivas. Canelo is too small. That's an easy fight for David. So do you Ooh. agree with Wilder's assessment?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. I think, I think. Um, I mean, we watched Benavidez this this weekend. We did. What did you think about his style against a Canelo style?
1: Well, Canelo hasn't looked very good in the last year,
0: right? But looking at styles, I mean, styles okay, What, make what I'm up. looking at, what I'm looking at is, Benavidez stands up tall. Yes, and Canelo is a lower fighter. Trying to get into you, and then brings the power to your to your ribs. Is it? Don't you think that his body is really exposed by standing up tall?
1: I don't know. Beevil's wasn't Bevels taller than Canelo, but,
0: but I think Beevil had the skill to move in and out. I don't. And Benavidez and do doesn't. Think, do you think Benavides could stand up to Bevel
1: at all? I don't think Benavidez at stand all. Up. No, I love Bevel. I do not think so. I no, know that's
0: a bit. I think. I think. Uh, I think Canelo. Was a better will will wind up being a better fight than a Benavides fight against Bevel if he ever did that.
1: Sure, but um, the Canelo that I've seen so far, and now that I have a blueprint on how to beat him via the Bevel fight, I think Benavides is going to take that blueprint and and just apply it to the fight when when we hope is going to be this fall.
0: Right. Now, I I think Canelo go gets gets it done with
1: Benavides. You do. I I, I
0: guarantee it. You
1: guarantee it. <laughs> well, you know, listen, we we just well, saw Benavides
0: and, and we'll see we'll see this um next month where um John Canelo. Ryder coming up That's and right. John Ryder is a big guy too. So so I think I think we'll see where he's at That's and right. how he's going. That's right. I mean, but Canelo's like 34, something like that. I think so. And so I mean, we don't last forever.
1: Here's the thing. We need the GOAT Canelo to have a strong performance in his next fight. Let's just be honest. That's that's what we're all expecting, right? We're expecting it, but then again, if he doesn't, I mean, it's just the nature of the game. There's
0: always someone new coming up, yes. right? So someone right. that's ready to take the reins for the next five, ten years. You're right. I don't know if you noticed, but there's a big fight looming in the horizon and um coming on May twentieth. Do you know who's May? gonna be fighting uh at
1: the MGM Grand Arena in Las Vegas? May twentieth? Well, I'm pretty sure it's not Fury versus Usyk. You're absolutely right. Dang it's, it. You're not. Okay. So who that's not is it? It. it? We have Devin Haney. Ooh, I'm versus, excited. Uh, versus Kambosos. No. 45. Number 45.
0: No. Nope. Okay. Vasily Lomachenko.
1: Wow!
0: May twentieth. That Live, is signed. Done signed deal. Pay per view. Here we go. Fifty nine ninety nine on ESPN Plus. Um, and there's actually going to be a second championship fight on that card where we have Oscar Valdez thirty one and 30 and one versus Adam Lopez who's sixteen and four. This is a rematch from the twenty nineteen battle. Um, for the for that title. Um, they're going to actually be on the pay per view also.
1: I believe that's worth the fifty nine ninety five.
0: Yeah. Don't you? I do too. I mean, ESPN Plus. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, just a click away.
1: Yeah, and this is uh, comparing that I'm gonna have to pay ninety dollars for Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. What I would it? not do that. You would not do that. I would not pay ninety bucks. Ninety dollars. Hey, they gotta get paid. Fighters gotta get paid. You. Oh not... yeah,
0: poor fighters.
1: So that's a big no. I I don't think
0: I'm gonna pay for that. I'm gonna Isn't have to go, crazy? I'm gonna go to Hooters or something.
1: Isn't that crazy, that amount? Buffalo Wild Wings, Where are we at? It's crazy. Mm -mm. Well, I know I brought up that other fight, and I know you you were talking about Devin Haney, but I'm excited for Devin Haney. Lemon let's give our pre-fight, fight fight shed podcast predictions. Who do you got in that one?
0: Oh, I have Devin Haney. Do you? Yeah. I
1: think it's my year of the underdogs, because I'm actually going Lomo. All
0: right. All right, do you have any other boxing news? I do not. All right, well, that wraps things up for our boxing segment. Now on to our MMA segment, where we didn't have any any fights this past weekend. No. But we did have fights on March 25th. That was live from San Antonio, Texas, in the AT&T Center. Um, Kicking off that recap, we have may see Barber versus Andrea Lee in a women's flyweight division clash.
1: Two fighters looking to move up into the top ten in this division with a win.
0: Um, you know, it was kind of Back and forth for both of them. I mean, it wasn't
1: some, not, not, there was not a lot of action in this fight. Yeah. uh, Lee came out. She was aggressive early on. Um, I thought Macy Barber handled it well. And it seemed to me like she kept closing out every uh, round to secure the contest. Yeah.
0: In the end, we do have a split decision win for Macy Barber 28 29, 29 28, and 30 27. Barber now is 12 2 in her
1: career. Um, what do you think is next for her? Seven and two in the UFC now. I thought it was a good win against a tough opponent. I think it's time to fight a top tenor in this uh, division. Right there at number ten, Lauren Murphy's looking to uh, get another fight. Mm, I
0: don't know about Lauren Murphy. I, I I'm kind of do not like. I the don't fight? know. I'm not i am
1: not going to say I
0: don't like Lauren. Lauren Are you Murphy? scared Murphy's gonna get hurt no, badly again? Yeah, yeah. I think I think <laughs> just <laughs> Lauren Murphy is 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 what it is. I mean, time time comes for everyone okay but um i do have uh, maybe a joanne wood who's ranked 15th as of last week um or a jennifer maya who's ranked number nine i don't see anything else for barbara moving up right now
1: i don't like her going down so give me uh the one in, at number nine i'm i'm okay with that all right well how about uh andrea lee andrea lee Thirteen and seven, five and five in the USC. Uh, I have a fighter that's coming off on a two-fight losing streak, Vivine Alredo at number thirteen. Um,
0: mm, I go. I'm having her go a little bit lower than that. Okay. And I'm gonna have her go, maybe fighting against Casey O'Neill at seventeen. Okay. Or a Miranda Maverick who's twenty-one. Ooh, I like Maverick. Next up on the card, we have the co-main event, Holly Holm versus Yana Santos in a women's bantamweight division clash.
1: Two fighters with long layoffs looking to get back in the wing column and make a run at another title shot. Uh, man, Holly Holm just looked like Holly Holm.
0: Right. She controlled the whole fight? Controlled the whole fight. I mean, there was no doubt about it. I mean, I guess Yana Santos is just not at the level of a Holly Holm. Um, Holly Holm kept her distance,
1: kept her kept she just, was never in danger. Never in danger. Always, you know, just kept in control of the fight. And here's what I was very encouraged and excited about. Holly Holm being a kickboxing specialist. Right. She showed her wrestling skills. Right. She did. Very very good on the ground.
0: Holly Holm does defeat Yana Santos versus with a decision win 30-26, 30-27, 30-27. Holm is now 15 and 6 in
1: her career. Uh what's next? 8 and 6 in UFC. Uh I honestly feel like the four fighters are ahead of her in the rankings. I think the most challenging opponent would be the champ, Amanda Nunes. I don't think the other three are a challenge for her. I mean, you're right. There's not a challenge. Well, maybe,
0: but I just don't see her fighting anybody else. I think she's already fought most of these people. And she's either lost or won. Um, The only person that I see that she has never fought is Juliana Peña. And I think Juliana Peña needs to fight someone else before she gets back in the ring or their cage with Nunez.
1: So then you foresee a title eliminator matchup, Peña yeah. versus home with the winner fighting Nunez. Yeah, if Nunez comes back. I mean, yeah, we, we don't, don't even, even know if that's even possible. Uh, how about for Yana Santos? 14-7, and 4-4 and 4 in the UFC. I really think she needs to get back in the gym. I think she needs to watch the fight. I think she needs to close some holes in her game because she's got some. And come back stronger.
0: Yeah, I have a question mark here because I don't know if I expect to see her on the roster in the next time. She may be I'd done, and yeah, shaking yeah, out. Yeah, at least in the UFC. Next up, we do have the main event of the evening, Corey Sanhagen versus Marlon Vera in a bantamweight division clash.
1: Both fighters knowing that a win would get them in line for a title shot in the future.
0: Uh, man, it was a great fight for Corey Sanhagen. I don't know what happened to Marlon Vera. No one told him that he had that he had a fight or something because he did not show up at all.
1: That was not the Cheeto Vera that, that was we not see in the, f- in the ring. Like right? hesitant,
0: um, scared, you know, maybe towards the end of each round, he did something did come up, um, especially maybe in the second round, he probably won that fight, or third round. I think it was the third round. But other than that, Corey Sanhagen just kept him in check, kept a lot of leg kicks, lot, you know, just avoiding or, you know, Marlon Vera just avoided everything and kept it safe, played it safe, didn't try to do anything at all.
1: Okay. Very disappointed. This this kind of goes back to what we say sometimes. Is it that Vera was bad or was it that San Hagen had a good game plan? I think everyone will agree that Vera was terrible that night. I think San Hagen had a great game plan. I thought that he was mixing up things from wrestling to striking. He was switching stances constantly he was keeping Vera off balance and guessing the whole 25 minutes. Now, is it the Vera that we normally see? No, but it doesn't matter. They both got to show up in that octagon, and Sanhagen had a better game plan.
0: I think the thing is that we don't we expect Corey Sanhagen to fight the way he did. And right? he did. And he did. He okay. fought the way we wanted him to fight, the way he, we all know he can fight. There was nothing surprising about it. The surprise is Marlon Vera.
1: I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think that we don't give sometimes the winning fighter the respect of having a perfect game plan. Sometimes, I yeah. mean, I, I don't know. You, you know, he put, they put a man in front of him. He fights his fight. You know. Well, now Hagen, sixteen and four. I mean, what's next for him? Sixteen and four. Of course, nine and three in the UFC. I'll be honest with you. I said in the last podcast, I don't know what's next for him. It's a real mess at the top of this division right now. I think he should be second in line after Murab. But I don't think the UFC agrees with me. Yeah. Um man, I think
0: I you know, that that division is just a mess right now, right? I mean, we have Sahoodle coming back versus Algermaine Sterling. The Shavili doesn't want to fight the champion, you know, because that's Sterling his friend. Um Maybe Desheveli will fight Cejudo, but then Sahudo will probably go back to his own division and maybe fight or go up a division and fight Alexander Volkanovski and then hold up that title for another year or two. Um, now I just don't know where Sanhagen goes from here other than maybe fighting Desheveli. I mean, that would be just, just a fight to fight.
1: Here, here's the problem with the division. We have the perfect storm where we have a former champion clearly deserves a title shot right when he comes back. And we have the guy... But do they, do they deserve... He, I think he, he does. He left everything. Like, I know.
0: He he quit. Yes. For the lack of words.
1: For, for me and you being a purist fan, no. He should start at the back of the line. But that's just not the way the yeah, UFC works, not right? Yeah. Okay. So we have him coming back. Mm-hmm. We then have at second place the champion's best friend, who does not want to fight his best friend. So now we have these two perfect storms. Mm-hmm. The third guy, who should have won Saturday... Loses. It is not himself. We're now at four where we – I think we disagree that O'Malley shouldn't even be in this line, and he somehow is in this line, and some argue he should be at the front of the line. We then have the fifth guy, Peter Jan, who four fights ago, he still should be the champion, but he had this knee that disqualified him, and he has spiraled out of control, and now we're at six, Sanhagen, who won against the third guy, and he is fourth in line? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've it's never seen this ever yeah. in the USC. Where is where, where? So if I asked you to line them up, who who is your number one through number four? Line well, them up. Well, contender or champion? Starting from what? Where? What I'm saying is that who's at the very front of the line? Let's just uh, let. You, you got to take into account the best friend, so you got to kind of throw him out because you know he's not going to be in your line. He, you right. just know that. So from there on out, who should be next in line? Who? There's no rematch. If it's hudo or, or, or Sterling, once that's done, who should be? So next So who'll be
0: next after that fight? Yes. Um, I would say, uh, man, I, it would probably be Sean O'Malley because of the money. Because of the money. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and I think, do I think that he deserve it? Deserves it? Mm, I don't think so right now.
1: Is he ready for it? I, That's the other question.
0: I don't know. I think he is ready for it, but I think Sanhagen would be more deserving okay. per se. But um, but O'Malley, I think he's a so lock.
1: O'Malley's first. Who's second for you? I,
0: I would say Sanhagen right okay. afterwards. And Who's third? Third, um, man, I we have to be one of these dark horses because Peter Jan's not going to be third. No. Vera is not going to be third. I mean, because Vera didn't show up, and I think I think you get punished. You get sent way back in the line. Yep. So there's got to be someone uh, new in this division.
1: Well, who else what is about, in there? Well, here's the problem: Rob Font is Rob on a two-fight two losing streak. Can't if really he wins him. this weekend, well, he's got. Okay. But the thing is, he
0: if he, he loses against, and we'll cover that, it against Giannis, I think Giannis is like on an eight-fight winning streak yes. after that.
1: Yong Dong Song is on a losing streak mm-hmm. against Sanhagen. Um, I think I got to put Vera. I mean, I know he just lost, but he was on a hell of a winning streak, right? Yeah. I think you got to put him third in line.
0: I think by by the end of next by the next spring, we'll have a whole new top four. You think?
1: Mm-hmm. And do you think it'll be Sterling still the champ? Um. No. Who are you predicting that is going to be the champ holding the belt next spring? Next spring, I know that's my a long prediction. That. Yeah, what's your prediction? Is
0: that there's going to be a f- interim fight for the championship and to because there's going to be a vacant title.
1: Okay, and who is that going to be against? What is your matchup?
0: Sanhagen versus O'Malley.
1: You literally spring. discounted Murhab, who's sitting there waiting for it to be vacated.
0: Um. Yeah, on accident.
1: Okay. On that. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, but. I, I would say yeah if if, if uh, Sterling wins yep and uh, Sterling wins and moves up they will have a vacant ch- uh, title yes DeChaville and O'Malley
1: okay okay yeah now we say it's a real mess but I love it yeah, yeah. it's it makes for great talk for us. I mean, it was um, it was a it was a card. It, it, it was a card. Yeah, and yeah. I think I set the bar lo- low, so um, I'm giving it a six eight. Wow, that's maybe
0: that's that's kind of low. Yeah. I'll go ahead and give it a seven. Okay, you know we'll give it a C.
1: Holmes Holmes looked great.
0: Yeah, he yeah. did. She did. Man, but the thing is that she's 41. I know. 41. We're hanging how many this more
1: fight on. Yeah, and I
0: say that maybe um, Yana will probably will not be there. But the thing is that there's not that many people, not that many fighters in that division. So maybe she—that's what saves her. That division
1: getting. needs warm bodies. Yeah, no matter what that age is, yeah. sometimes.
0: Okay, so our fight of the night was um, a flyweight clash in the preliminary card: C.J. Vegara versus Daniel da Silva. Um, Vegara winning by TKO punches. Um, And then performances of the night, we had Nate Lindenware and also Daniel Pineda. congratulations to them. This brings us to our UFC 287, Pieta versus Adesanya 2, live from Miami-Dade Arena in Miami, Florida. This Saturday, April 8th, kicking off the preview, we have Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez in a bantamweight division clash.
1: Now this is at 135 pounds. Algermain Sterling is our current champion. Now, Rob Fonten is 35 years old, 19-6 with 8 KOs, 4 submissions, 7 decisions. He is currently ranked 7th in this division. His last fight was a loss by decision, April of last year, and he's on a two-fight losing streak. Now, Adrian Giannis is 29 years old, 16-3, 10 KOs, 2 submissions, and 4 decisions. He is currently ranked 18th in this division. His last fight was a win by TKO in the first round, June of last year. He is on a nine-fight Win streak. Now, Giannis is a favorite at minus 130, and Font is an underdog at 145.
0: Rob Font is from Boston, Massachusetts. He stands at 5'8" with a 71.5-inch reach. He represents New England Cartel. Notable wins come against Cody Garbrandt, Marlon Moraes, and Ricky Simone. Notable losses come against Marlon Vera, Jose Aldo, and Rafael Ansanjao. Adrian Yanez is from Houston, Texas. He stands at 5'7 with a 70 inch reach. He represents Metro Fight Team. Notable wins come against Tony Kelly, Davey Grant, and Randy Costa. Notable losses come against Miles Jones back in his LFA fighting career. This is a good fight. Yeah, this is a good fight. Again, we, we talked about it earlier. Uh, Yanez, I think he's on the eight fight, nine winning, fight, nine, nine fight winning streak. So this would make it 10 in a row. Like we say, that train's are coming, isn't it? It's coming, Adrian Giannis. Um, but Fahd is no pushover.
1: He's no pushover, and I'm going to tell you, a two fight losing streak in this division, you can't have another one. You're gonna you're gonna go slide down that div- that division ranking real quick. I, um,
0: so who do you have winning?
1: I I, I like this. It's, I like the train coming. I'll take uh, Giannis by KO in the second round.
0: I also have Adrian Giannis by TKO in the second round. Next up on the card, we have Gilbert Burns versus George Masvidal in a welterweight division class.
1: This is at 170 pounds, and Leon Edwards is our current champion. Now, Gilbert Durano Burns is 36 years old, 21-5 with 6 KOs, 9 submissions, and 6 decisions. He's currently ranked 6th in this division. His last fight was a win by submission in the first round January of this year, and he's 2-2 two and two in his last four fights. Now, Jorge Gamebred Masvidal is 38 years old, 35 and 16, with 16 KOs, two submissions and 17 decisions. He is currently ranked 15th in this division. His last fight was a loss by decision March of last year, and he is on a three fight losing streak. Now, Burns is a minus 470 and Masvidal is a plus 360.
0: Gilbert Burns is from Brazil. He
1: stands at 510 with a 71 inch reach.
0: He represents Kilk. Kilcliffe FC. Notable wins come against Neil Magny, Neil Magny, Stephen Thompson, and Tyron Woodley. Notable losses come against Hazmat Shamaev, Kamaru Usman, and Dan Hooker. Hardhead Masvidal is from Miami. He stands at 5'11 with a 74-inch reach. He represents American Top Team. Notable wins come against Nate Diaz, Ben Askren, and Darren Till. Notable losses come against Kobe Covington, Kamara Usman, and Stephen
1: Thompson such a fun co-main event for me is it? it is I mean Mazdal has 50 fights under his belt right that's amazing
0: but the last 3 4
1: fights it's amazing that he still is relevant with 3 fight losing streak
0: right I mean the thing is that he's fought twice against, he's lost twice against Usman and one against Kobe Cummington. That's his three-fight losing streak.
1: And those are the top two in the echelon of this division. Uh, minus Leon Edwards. Minus Leon, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they're, they're right up there. You know, and here's the problem. Burns is a tough night
0: out. Do you believe what um, Jorge Masvidal is saying, that if he loses, um, he will retire?
1: I do not believe it because I, I feel like we still have a future fight with Kobe, Kobe Covington.
0: Um, I kind of believe it. I think uh, Masvidal has a lot of things going on in his life, a lot of promotional, you know, he's got his own brand going. We just talked about his game, boxing. Uh I, I'm pretty sure this is something that, you know, we're probably going to see the last of Jose Masvidal or, or Jorge Masvidal. Um, and I have Gilbert Burns winning by decision.
1: Wow, you're being nicer than I am. I've actually got burns by TKO in the second round.
0: Well, yeah, I am being nice because, you know, I respect Masvidal, and I, you know, I love him, but I just don't think he can get over Gilbert Burns.
1: No, I don't either.
0: Next up on the card, we have the main event of the evening Alex Piera versus Israel Adesanya in a middleweight division clash.
1: This is at 185 pounds, and Alex Piera is our current champion. Alex Potan Piera is 35 years old, 7-1 with six KOs, zero submissions, and one decision. He is currently ranked first in this division. His last fight was a win by TKO in the fifth round, November of last year, and he is on a seven-fight win streak. Now, Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya is 33 years old. 23-2 with 15 KOs, zero submissions, and eight decisions. He is currently ranked second in this division. His last fight was a loss by TKO in the fifth round, November of last year, and he is 3-1 and one in his last four fights. Now the challenger, Otto Sanya, is the favorite at minus 155, and the champion is the underdog at minus, at plus 130.
0: Israel Adesanya is from Auckland. New- is fighting out of Auckland, New Zealand. He stands at 6'4", with an 80-inch reach. He represents City Kickboxing. Notable wins come against Jared Cannoneer, Robert Whitaker, and Paulo Costa. Notable losses come against Alex Pietra and Jan Bahof- Bahovich. Alex Pietra is from Brazil. He stands at 6'4", with a 79-inch reach. He represents Teixeira MMA. Notable wins come against Israel Adesanya, Sean Strickland, and Bruno Silva. Notable losses come against, well, he has one loss, but it is his very first MMA loss back in the Jungle FC days.
1: You know, Daniel, the last pay-per-view when I picked the champion and said no problems, I thought it was a fluke. Leon Edwards had that head kick in the fifth round. It looked like the same thing happened in this previous fight against these two guys. And Leon Edwards proved me wrong. So a month ago before that fight, I would have said Adesanya all day long. But I don't know. They say that when a challenger wins a championship, that more often than not, about 63% of the time, the cha- the new champion gets stronger and maintains his belt. What do you think?
0: Well, I think that um, you're going to be right in this case with Pieta winning and keeping the championship uh,
1: with a decision win, no doubts.
0: I do have my doubts. Yes. You do, yeah. because what are your I, think the, I respect um uh, Adesanya. I mean, I think, I think uh, he is gonna come prepared. I see a lot of videos of him working on some ground games. So oh, don't really? be that if you, this takes it to the ground. Okay. And so, but I think right now I'm gonna
1: go ahead and say pieta
0: by decision win.
1: Well, like I said earlier, I guess I'm. I'd like to go with the underdog, even though Adesanya is technically not the underdog. I do think in most other people's worlds, he is the underdog in this fight. I'm going to take the underdog. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Adesanya. I'm going to take him by decision. I think he's going to play it safe.
0: All right. Well, what do you have as far as the um, rating rating? For the bar, the bar for this fight, a bar 8.25. 8.25 You know we have a really good card this week. Um, We have also on the main card Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. that's ah, it's gonna be a good fight. And then the eighteen-year-old Fina Raul Rosas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez.
1: That he's kicking off the main card too soon. Mm. He's eighteen. Too soon. This is his. No. This is his only second, third fight. Second fight. His second fight. Yeah. I mean, what are we gonna do? We're gonna but put. We a, have Bo Nick will fight
0: his second fight also. a Couple weeks. Bo Nickel's not eighteen. Yeah, you're right. You to, Yeah, absolutely
1: right. I mean, here's the thing. You, I feel like he's gonna win. I think yeah. he is uh, the future of UFC. Well, what's next? Is he gonna be a co-main event next time? I mean, where does he go from he, here?
0: He'll be the fourth in line, and <sighs> and then fifth.
1: And well, then I'm excited. Nicole, yeah. Are you excited to see him? I'm excited. I'm excited.
0: Yes. Uh, also on that preliminary card, we have a Kevin Gastelum returning. Versus Chris Curtis and um, Michelle Waterson. She's uh, coming back. And Jared Mirchart is also fighting um, this uh, preliminary card. This is going to be a good, it should be a good pay per view. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps things up for our MMA break preview of UFC 287 Pieta vs Adesanya live this Saturday April 8th from Miami Dade Arena in Miami Florida now on to our MMA news and notes
1: WWE and UFC come together to form TKO which is now worth 21.4 billion dollars they will now be under one roof so what do you think this means for the usc i
0: don't know i just a little bit of me s- is seeing that it's going to be watered down
1: the usc yeah how how so uh,
0: i think it's just going to be more of entertainment rather than combat sports so what would they i mean because i think what's going to happen yeah. and you know maybe maybe not is that oh one week some of the fighters will be UFC, and then the next week they'll be in on WWE or WWE. or WWE? You know, what I mean? or they they leave UFC to go to WWE. Okay, so or vice versa.
1: So I'm gonna throw some names out. You tell me. Okay, so you're saying like, next thing you know, Gilbert Burns is now fighting the Miz on <laughs> WWE. Yeah, but we obviously are not going to see the Miz jump into the octagon. And we, don't fight Burns. we don't
0: know. We don't know.
1: Okay, <laughs> I, I mean we don't know, and this is all speculation. Yeah. So I, I think we, in your opinion, it's going to be watered down. So do you think Vince McMahon will be involved in running the UFC?
0: Um, I don't know, because becomes Endeavor, doesn't it? It doesn't all become under Endeavor, and it's not like I think it's two
1: two different
0: promotions it fighting is. under one umbrella.
1: Correct. It's two divisions. So it would be like if, if it was a, a company, if we were talking about a business company, right? You have the parent company, right? So, like, I think, for example, you know, Disney owned Let's – I'm just throwing them out. Let's say they own Peacock and let's say they own ESPN. Well, they two different divisions. So you're saying that Vince McMahon, under this under this scenario, is going to continue to run WWE. Daniel White would continue to run US I don't they think won't.
0: Vince McMahon is running anything. Okay. Right now, right. I mean, is that
1: he actually, he actually is going to be the CEO of the WWE division. Mm. Yeah, they actually brought him back. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, next question: Do you think Dana and Vince will get along? I think they do. They like each
0: other. I think they, I think they do have a mutual respect and a friendship. I think to that point.
1: They do now, but they didn't back then. No. So what hap- Dana told the story where he was going to see Ronda Rousey at the very first WrestleMania.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Vince gave him rafter seats. Wow. He sat in the nosebleeds, to which point the fans around him was like, "What are you doing up here?" He's like, yeah. "These are my seats." Now, Dana, of course, came out and said when Vince wanted to go see some UFC, he gave him much, much better seats. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was kind of a fascinating story. Wow. Um, Do you think that Vince McMahon and his ego will coexist to having to be equals or be the head honcho? I think that we're giving Vince McMahon too much credit right now.
0: Okay. Because I don't think that we're going to see a lot of Vince McMahon – involved in a lot right now and this may age like milk right yeah and so i may be saying well vince mcmahon is making an appearance on ufc later on this month you know what i mean or something like that but i don't i think we're giving too much credit to um your vince mcmahon doing stuff but then again i guess i don't follow the the wwe as much as you do and how he controls everything i guess over there um, at one point, I knew I know Vince McMahon was everything to WWE. Yes. Now he's in just a shadow in in lurking in the background.
1: He is, <laughs> and his daughter actually uh, about a week ago she resigned from her position.
0: Well, I think for family reasons. I right? think she, yeah, yeah I think she, she wants to take care of her kids or something. I, that's what I thought I heard.
1: So you, in your scenario world, you think like one week on Monday Night Raw. Dana White is coming out with like four of his fighters and sicking them down to the ring. Yeah, is that what you think is happen? Style, yeah. Is that what you think? Yes. Yeah. Are you are you not happy with that scenario? I mean, I don't know. It'd not- be
0: entertaining. I mean, can you imagine Israel is, is, uh, John Jones coming
1: in against I don't know who are the big guys right now in that the Omas Omas Omas? Yeah. There there is uh there is the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Roman Reigns is the king. Those are
0: old guys. Those are old guys. There's some new, there's some new
1: guys right there, right, now, right out there. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. They already do this in the AEW. Dan Lambert, Lambert brings his boys mm-hmm. to AEW and has them fight. So Dos Santos has gone in and fight. Mm-hmm. Game Break came down. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't know how. And how I, do you feel about that whenever I you see it scares me because because i i am all about wrestling and i love that it's just storytelling and it's my soap men's soap opera yeah and it is clearly different from usc and i'm scared that it's all gonna blend together and i don't want it to blend together right
0: there's got to be a fine line for us right as fans of both right because yes. I, I in the 90s i was all wrestling right? right wcw was what i watched um but then you know there's a fine line between reality and um, drama, right? Entertainment. Which, I mean, first, I mean, I guess we can also say UFC's entertainment, um, but it's more of a... Real entertainment. Real, right? More combat, more, uh, uh, I don't know. It takes us back to barbaric days, by Roman days where, where there was gladiators and, you know, fighting for the for your life, I guess. Where
1: And... And... and- Dan Lambert, he's a big wrestling fan if people don't know. Dana White, I don't see him doing with Dan Lambert. He, he I do not believe he's so busy that he's going to stand there and do let's be honest, fakery entertainment yeah. when he's in the real business of fighting.
0: Right? I think even Dana White has issues with other promotions, right? Like even like uh um what what other promotions does he have? does he's like oh, I can not well, I mean he he throws a fit with uh with Jake Paul. Right, yes. he does a fit with yes. Jake Paul. It's like, well, it's that, that's, that's not the same, or this and that. Right, it's still it's it's funny stuff and, over there. He,
1: and he technically is in business with Jake's brother Logan Paul, who's now a wrestler. Yeah. So how's that going to work? I don't know, but it it will be very interesting. Being only two days into this announcement, what is going to shake up?
0: All right. Well, it looks like for um, our UFC Charlotte, who's going to make that the, the UFC is going to make their first appearance in Charlotte in May. We do have a main event for that evening. Jarzina Rosenstruck versus Jilton Amida. Um, again, this is going to be May 13th from the Spectrum Center, North Carolina. The UFC's headed your way. Wow. That's going to be really exciting. That's a big heavyweight match. Yeah. Originally, it was going to be Anthony Smith versus Johnny Walker. Um what happened? Um, it was slated to headline, um, but it is now going to be the co-main event.
1: Okay. Okay. Hmm. It's
0: interesting, right? That is I'll interesting. That I else. mean, don't you think that Anthony Smith deserves the main event?
1: He does. So something must have happened. Hmm. But what can happen? Does this go to the rule of thumb: bigger, better deal? Mm-hmm. Is Rosenstruck struck a bigger deal? Is he? I don't. Not a, He doesn't have another name. Opponent. I did. When you said the guy's name, I'm like, who's Jillton the other guy? Amadia. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay.
0: Okay. We know who Johnny Walker is, right? And I know who Anthony Smith is. I mean, that's that's um. There's some something going around. Something going on. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that wraps things up for our MMA news
1: and notes. Um, we had a full slate of combat
0: sports this week.
1: We did. And, we, and then uh, the week before, we had some picking going on. Daniel, you actually went 2-1 in MMA. You went 2-0 in boxing, so you are now at 5 as well. We are both tied for our players. We have Dom at 5, Omar at 5, Shane at 5, Loretta at 5, you at 5, I'm at 5. Our newcomer from last season, Everett, is at 6, Lynn is at 6, and our reigning champion, Dan, is now sitting at 7. All right. Well, thank you to everyone that's participating
0: in our Pick'em League. Be sure to check your emails and also our Facebook page where we do post our links to the Pick'em League. Thank you to everyone that continues to listen to our show. We hope to be back next week with a recap of this week's Fights and Predictions. Be sure to follow us again on Facebook and social media. Um, That's it for this week. I'm Daniel. And I'm Alan. Have a great week, everyone, and keep your hands up. And happy fighting. We'll see you next week.